0: and welcome to another episode of the football goonies fantasy football podcast welcome to the show guys it's championship week uh unfortunately i haven't been able to come to you for the last few weeks i know you've been missing all that great analysis i bring each and every week uh but here we are now championship week so congrats to uh, a great season both leagues And congrats to the teams that made it in Uh, Today we're just going to be going through the two matchups And telling you what I think is going to happen And hopefully giving you some amazing analysis So to start things off we're going to go to our Keeper League like we generally do And start with the new Fantastic Empire So after a long hard fought battle of a year uh, Somehow Axel... Pulled out all the stops And ended up in the finals Versus Mike's team So it is Popeye Sailor Men Versus Unjour and France um, These are the two 10 and 4 teams They were clearly the two best teams Record wise uh, All season I think Axel did that On the, uh, the back of one of the easiest schedules But uh, You know congrats to him He made it there uh, When it comes down to it and everything's all said and done you can't really take that away from him even though he was uh terribly underscored. in fact everyone terribly underscored my amazing team that fought through adversity and just a multitude of injuries but and lack of draft picks but anyways it's not about me it's not about me it's about uh it's about these two These two titans of the gridiron in fantasy football. So, starting off, we have Unjour in France. Uh, He is putting up Patrick Mahomes at quarterback versus Mike Saylor's Jalen Hurts. Now, there is no pivot option, pretty much. Uh, Mike's team does have Taysom Hill and Jimmy Garoppolo. Doubt Jimmy plays. Taysom is... It'll advised to play against a better defense, especially since he just came off the COVID list. So uh, chances are he is rolling with Jalen Hurts. Uh, either way, Pat Mahomes is the clear better play here, assuming Cincinnati can, can push them. That's the only fear with him is that he doesn't have to do too much. But that being said, he generally... We'll lay it on when he can, especially uh, trying to make sure they secure that bye week for a playoff run. So uh, they don't want to risk any chance Cincinnati comes back. At the running back position, we have right now uh, Jonathan Taylor and Najee Harris versus Joe Mixon and Alvin Kamara. Uh, Mixon should be in a good spot I think Kamara is going to have a better week But either way, how can you argue With the success of Jonathan Taylor And the volume of Najee Harris Uh, They're the clear advantage there Um, Basically, especially with the uh, Probable return of Carson Wentz Now, I think Taylor's going to be A little, not not that he was Going to get any different workload, but he'll be a little More uh, apt to success With a more competent quarterback behind center so uh obviously no question there who has the advantage. At the receiver position we have Brandon Ayuk and, and and AJ Brown versus Tyler Lockett and Alan Lazard. The fact that we're talking about a team that their starting receiving options are Lazard and Ayuk is just a sad, sad proposal on the state of affairs this year. Uh the likes of people like Michael Pittman are currently benched. Uh Although possible that he might flex over it. I don't think Axel's going to do that. And on the other end, can we trust DJ Moore? Uh, he is getting Sam Darnold back for probably a full complement of sla- snaps this year. But he's just been so waffly to trust. Although he is giving you at least 8 points generally. Uh, Lazard in a crazy matchup. I know that uh, volume's been good for him. But it's going to be super cold. I doubt they're going to run. Or they're going to put... Pl- Run a lot of pass plays, especially with uh, Kirk Cousins now out. So I would say that I would probably pivot myself to DJ Moore. I know that's a scary proposition, but I think he's the better option this week. Uh, either way, though, AJ Brown and Ayuk are are both solid plays. Where Lockett's really the the X factor here. Lockett has the ability to put up 30 points. Uh, or to put up five, and it's all going to hinge on him, whether there's success or not. Um, I feel a little more sure of the success of Brown, but that being said, we have Ayuk there with a possible Trey Lance start, and that is something I do not want to trust. I don't know why everyone's so excited. I know he can rush, and as a a solo play, Trey Lance is, is a great option, especially against Houston, but, I mean... The the guy completed under 50% of his passes when he did play. Everything's big chunk and luck, and I just I don't see it being good for anyone other than Trey Lance. So um, I'm not loving that a ton. I think that if DJ Moore is put in, I would take Lockett and Moore over Brown and Ayuk. But if he decides to stick with Lazard, I think I'll take the Brown Ayuk side. At the tight end position, we got Zach Ertz in a smash matchup and Mark Andrews in a tough matchup. Uh, the Rams are generally not super-duper hard against tight end, but uh, there's a chance that uh, Hollywood Brown misses again and a greater chance that Mark Andrews will garner the the most coverage from uh, from the top cornerback. Gosh, I am... Super blanket on his name right now, but uh, chances are he does move into the slot a lot. So, um, that being said, I mean, even though Zacherts in a smash plan, I could totally see him actually outproducing Mark Andrews. You gotta take Mark Andrews for the win on that. And then at the flex position, we got a bunch of uh, basically backup running backs that are now starters. Uh, we got Sony Michelle and Rashad Penny versus Chase Edmonds and Ronald Jones. Uh, other pivot h- options are, uh, Damian Harris, if he goes, or Ramondre Stevenson, if he doesn't. Uh, and then Kirk Gallup, Pittman, and Bateman. Uh, my guess is that right now, Michelle is going to be in, unless it's Damian Harris. If Damian Harris is the starter, I think he's going to play Damian Harris against Jacksonville. I would, um... Although the Rams probably will lay it on. Baltimore's not the worst run defense. And I don't see Michelle being as important as Damian Harris is to the uh, Patriots offense. So uh, that's where I lean there. On the other side, we got Chase Edmonds and Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones is the smash play of all smash plays up here. He's a top probably six running back this week. Uh, Chase Edmonds a little harder to pin down. Uh, James Connor's supposed to play this week, I think, but to how much he's going to eat into him, and if they're trailing, how much more passing work is Chase Edmonds going to get. Uh, I know the dynamic between the two when they're both active and healthy was Conner was still the better play, having more touches total and all the inside the 10 zone work. But um, Edmonds isn't a horrible play, especially in a game script that'll probably favor his pass-catching ability. And Ronald Jones is playing the Jets, which is the greatest matchup of all time. Especially if Antonio Brown's out, Mike Evans is out. If everyone's out, it's just Ronald Jones time, 100%. Um, But on the other side, Rashad Penny's got Detroit, who they played decent as of late, but they're not good. And uh, we already went through Sony and Harris. If it's it's Penny and Harris, then uh, I would lean that is the advantage if it's uh penny and michelle then i will go rojo and chase Edmonds. uh all that said and done we uh i'm gonna go in line with the sleeper projection and as much as it pains me to say it my arch nemesis will come out a champion again and uh and hoist that wonderful non-existent trophy that we used to have Um, so, congrats in in advance to Axel, and sorry, Mike. Uh, I hate to do that to you, but after retiring you last week in the Dynasty League, I'm going to have to preemptively retire you in the Keeper League. Uh, speaking of Dynasty Leagues, let's move on to the much more important league, the Prestige Dynasty, worldwide, wide, wide. So... Uh, Through all the trial, tribulation, uh, talk of roster construction being enough for some teams, and the uh, ill-advised moves to make playoff pushes with teams that could have maybe thought about rebuilding or at least doing a soft one. In the end, the dust is settled, and who is it standing still but none other than the illustrious fantasy football goonie yours truly and our uh our great commissioner clay jones i.e my name is chris now i'm not gonna talk about how clay's probably gonna lose Mm -hmm. because he cursed himself trying to pretend like he's named chris just to trick the dynasty gods into giving him a championship that's not bad karma, and that's not what I'm about. What I am going to talk about is matchups, and uh, both our teams have seen a string of bad luck with uh, with some COVID reports and things like that. Some of it worse time than others. Uh, let's just lay out. We started championship week with Carson Wentz going out on the COVID list and that was brutal because that forces me to put in zach wilson against tampa bay which is just a scary proposition this year the kids just not ready Uh, i hope a whole off season healthy in the system and not getting injured and having issues uh fixes things and he he shows the potential he showed uh at mormon U. but for now it's just a scary proposition But then lo and behold It happened on a Tuesday And the NFL has changed Their protocols on Wednesday Stating that players Can be sim- uh, asymptomatic Or symptom free For 5 days no matter of their status No matter if they test Positive or not And they can still play Now this is huge Because of the Tuesday timeline Especially if it happened on Monday afternoon I'm not sure when he actually got put on the COVID list But Tuesday puts him in line to play Sunday if he is healthy And not symptomatic So there is a shred of hope That this has happened Now Either way uh, Coming off COVID list Sorry Was listening to dispatch at work Did not get a call But anyways so we uh, we already know how players have been competing off of the COVID list, especially if they have COVID. Uh, the fact that Carson's not practicing all week until then, uh, severely downgraded Michael Pittman for me. Um, now with that, uh, we also had the news of the weather being a detriment to the Minnesota Green Bay at Lambeau game. Uh, for the passing game now lo and behold two of the best receivers in the game that are playing against each other are each on our respective teams mine and clay's uh so that was already a downgrade and then on top of that it was kind of a downgrade to kirk cousins which is something i really needed because matt stafford's uh matchup this week really scares me and i feel like he could put on a lot of points and green bay really scared me with kirk cousins so that was a, a shred of of wonderful news my way But then uh Horrible news Because you hate to see it But Kirk Cousins I believe yesterday Got put on the COVID list It was yesterday or today And that Automatically qualified him For being out on Sunday No matter what Because Um Sorry, we keep getting dispatches for the same call out here, but it's not the engine. All right, I think we're done with that. So anyways, uh, he lost Kirk Cousins. That's a huge blow. Uh, so he's going to have to pivot to Mac Jones, and that's rough. Although, against Jacksonville... I Means a weak defense, he could easily throw three touchdowns. The problem is, they're going to want to run the ball, and it's very likely, too, that he gets only seven or eight points because all they do is run, 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 especially if Damian Harris is healthy and Ramondre Stevenson's there. They can literally rep- pass it like five times and still win the game. So uh, that's a rough go for Clay. His only other option is Matt Ryan, and I don't think anyone's going to play Matt Ryan against Buffalo. So uh, I feel for you, bud. Uh, That's rough But let's get into the matchup And we'll kind of talk through some things So as I said uh, On the quarterback position I got Dak Prescott And then either Zach Wilson Or Carson Wentz Uh, I view Carson Wentz as the better play Obviously So I'm going to roll with him Uh, Safer floor, higher ceiling But um, either way It's an okay Combo for me especially with Prescott playing Arizona. He's going to have to push it, even if Kyler sucks now and Arizona offense is defunct. Um, Their run defense is pretty good, and I think Dak's going to toss it around a lot. Uh, On the other side, the big problem is Matt Stafford. Um, We just saw what Joe Burrow is going to did, and we know the weapons he has. So even with Mac Jones, against Dak Prescott, with Carson Wentz, I'm still going to give the advantage at quarterback to Clay. Just because Matt Stafford. Uh, I don't agree with uh, with the sleeper projection. I think Stafford is a much better player than Dak this week. And I know he's coming off a terrible uh, game, which gives him all the more reason to play really well. So advantage Clay there. At the running back position, we got Alvin Kamara and currently Josh Jacobs versus Joe Mixon and David Montgomery. Now, the number one player in all of this is going to be David Montgomery. Uh, They're going to run the crap out of it against a terrible Giants team. They're probably going to get short fields with defensive turnovers. And David Montgomery is going to go bananas. The only thing I could hope for is, like last week, Khalil Herbert gets in there, steals a touchdown. Maybe he even steals more snaps just because they don't have to work David Montgomery very long. That's my hope. Who knows if it's going to happen. Either way, he's the best running back in this. The wild card in this is really Joe Mixon and Alvin Kamara. Uh, Kamara had an atrocious showing, but I think he's getting all his linemen back, granted off of COVID, so that's a little scary. And he's getting Taysom Hill, granted off of COVID. But either either way, it's better than four-string linemen and Ian Book. So I think Kamara is going to do a lot better this week. Uh, But I don't know if I'm going to get a vintage Kamara game in the playoffs. Uh, On the other side, Joe Mixon against KC. That's a tough one to judge. KC's going to put their their boot on the throat of Cincinnati, if they can, early on. And it is going to make Mixon somewhat irrelevant. He gets a lot of pass work still, so uh, potentially he could still have a good game. But the way KC's defense has been playing and the possibility of maybe they need to throw it with Burrow more. Uh, Mixon could either be the number one running back on the week, number two running back on the week, or he could be, like, the number 15 running back on the week. Uh, I hope it's the 15 one, but he's the big question mark. Uh, And then personally, for the question mark on me, uh, Josh Jacobs, um, I have a little bit of a flex issue, so I originally was going to probably pivot to... Uh, Antonio Gibson, but him being injured slash also landing on the COVID list took him out of contention. So now my eyes are on the prize of keeping on, because I've, I've written off Connor, Edwards Hilaire is hurt. Um, so the eye on the prize is two people. One, it's Jamal Williams, if Swift doesn't play, although we expect him to play. So he's pretty much out of my idea. And then Elijah Mitchell. If Mitchell is active and they say he's healthy... He's playing Houston. Even if they have Trey Lance, they're not going to let Trey Lance do a ton. So if they get out to the lead like they should, they're going to lean on the run game a lot. And Elijah Mitchell is a smash play in that case. But what Josh Jacobs did recently, and the fact that the Raiders are going to want to control the game with the clocks, and on top of that, especially if once was out, I think Jacobs is a smash, smash play. But with Wentz back in coming off of COVID, I mean, there's a chance that they might be able to try to control the game on the ground and go back and forth with uh, with Jonathan Taylor. So, uh, as of right now, I got Josh Jacobs in. I'm not loving it. Uh, all this is a long way of saying that even though I'm a little questionable on Joe Mixon because of Montgomery and Mixon's possibilities, there is the advantage at uh, running back. Next up we have the receiver position. Now. This is the big heavyweight battle This is where me and clay shine compared to the rest of the league um, We both have top tier receiving options and a bunch of them uh, Some of ours have waned in recent months where we can't it's not as much of a decision as we've needed it to be and or we've had it in the past but um, We we have big play potential across the board. So Starting at our top, we have uh, Debo Samuel and Devontae Adams versus A.J. Brown and Justin Jefferson. I mean, what more can you say? The the question marks are Jefferson and Adams are both playing in that super cold-weather game. Um, Jefferson's probably more necessary because we expect Green Bay to get out to the lead and then probably run the clock with A.J. Dillon, and Jefferson's going to get a bunch of targets. That being said, he is going to be... Uh, Completely shadowed by their top corner, uh, Jairi Alexander And on top of that, he's got Sean Mannion throwing it to him right now That's not great, it's not horrible, but it's not great So, there's a lot of question marks on that Um, And then the big explosive powerhouse uh, matchup between Debo Samuel and and AJ Brown Uh, Brown's matchup looks better on paper But if you look at what Miami's done over the last couple weeks, uh, they've been a lot better on defense. And no one is healthy other than A.J. Brown. He didn't practice, but they said he's going to be fine. It was just a maintenance day. But I feel like they're going to bracket him super hard and force them to run the ball. Uh, Without Julio, I think half the receiver rooms got COVID. So, uh, Brown... He's got a ton of potential for volume, but he also has a ton of potential of just getting, like, ghosted by the defense just bracketing him hard. Uh, Whereas on the other side, Debo might have Trey Lance and not the quarterback he's been playing all season with, which gives a huge wrench in things. Although he's shown out with Trey Lance for a half, it was one big play that Debo does what he does, which was, like, an 87-yard run after the catch kind of thing um for a touchdown so that's way scarier plus if houston fails to put up points which i'm hoping they don't he's going to become less necessary if elijah mitchell's out he's probably more necessary because he'll get more run game work but uh it's a little scary uh either way though uh adams is a little better than jefferson even though honestly i could see jefferson outscoring him uh, Debo's probably a little better than Antonio Brown But the same narrative So I'll give myself a slight edge But man, I don't feel great about it uh, At the tight end position, I got Mike Gusecki Versus Pat Friermuth. Um I guess the expectation is Waller's not going to play He's been injured, he hasn't had him in weeks And then on top of that, he landed on COVID So very unlikely uh, the only thought I'm having is I might myself pivot to Tyler Higbee. Um, Tyler Higbee's is not the greatest play, but chances are he's going to get me at least five, six points, and he's going to get me like six, seven targets. Gesicki is just... He's got a tough matchup with Tennessee. And on top of it, man, his usage is crazy to me. Um he gets some massive target volume two weeks ago he got 8 targets the week before that before their bye he had 11 targets but I feel like Tua doesn't know how to throw to tight ends um, hitting Waddle on these like short crossing routes and, and things for run after the catch, hitting the big body outside guy towards the numbers with Devontae Parker where you got tiny cornerbacks I, I just feel like that like Gesicki being the big body in the center of that field, Tua is uncomfortable hitting him where he operates. So he's just not getting used properly. Um, and I blame him completely. On the other side, Pratt Firemuth is coming off his head getting really loose. And um, he had a concussion. So uh, generally when you come back from a concussion, you're totally fine. Uh, unfortunately for Clay, he is zero foot six inches, according to uh, according to the sleeper app. I'm looking at it right now. He's got a zero foot six inch tall uh, leprechaun out there, but uh, he's got a way better matchup against Cleveland. Uh, he's going to be very necessary for Big Ben, and um, honestly, he's just been more trustworthy over the season. Uh, Less likely to goose you, more likely to get touchdown than Gasicki. Either way, against Higby or him, Higby does have the great matchup, so that's why I'm thinking about pivoting there. But either way, I'm gonna trust Pat Firemith a little more, and uh, he will get Luth on my butt and give him the advantage. And then finally is the flex position um this is the scary one so i got amari cooper uh he's locked and loaded i got deontay johnson he's generally locked and loaded even when he has a bad game he still bails me out for like 12 points generally but i'm sitting here with elijah mitchell and if i don't sit josh jacobs i would probably have to sit deontay johnson in this matchup because i don't think i can get away from amari um outside corners are a little tougher in arizona and the slots what really thrives but i mean he just came off an 11 target game uh this should be a high scoring game with a high total whereas deontay johnson has the lowest total on earth and it's gonna be a cold game um so he's probably the pivot play even though he's been super reliable on targets i mean he's got a five target in uh, a six target when healthy and then a two target game other than that it was 10 12 13 13 13 13 13 14 11 10 9 uh it's just it's great volume uh it's most it's generally very catchable balls because it's not very far out he he doesn't operate a ton deep and good thing because ben sucks um but he's really the question mark on the other side there are some question marks uh keenan allen Going against Denver. Uh he's historically or at least this season he was okay against Denver. I mean he had ten targets, seven catches, eighty five yards, no touchdown. Uh good enough for twelve points. Not horrible. Um but it's a question of you're getting all your weapons back, even though some are coming off COVID. So you might be more necessary and defense might spread out more. But uh the big one I'm really concerned about which helps Keenan Allen, is Bradley Chubb is on the COVID list now, I believe, and I don't think he's going to play. The positive, though, is none of the receiving core, I think, is going to stay off the the COVID list. I think uh, Sutton's being talked about going on it. Pretty sure Judy went on it, and I know Tim Patrick went on it, so, like, Fant becomes very necessary. But they're just going to try to run the ball a ton on Denver's side, even if they're behind. And I just don't know how necessary Keenan Allen is. So that's the hope I have. The other hope is Tyler Lockett. Um, I just hope he has a game like last week. Uh, Not because of the weather, obviously. He won't have that issue uh, against Detroit at home in a better weather game. But just hoping that um, the click with the touchdown on uh, DK Metcalf kind of increases and they get back to their deal. And Tyler Lockett goes back to giving me five, six points, uh, or giving Clay five, six points when Metcalf was really thriving. Um, The other hope is that Detroit doesn't give him a big touchdown, because if he does that, then I mean, like, there's 13 points right there, because Detroit's going to be behind probably, and I don't think Lockett's going to be super necessary, so. Um, Some pivot options for Clay on that. Um. I guess Ramondre Stevenson if Damian Harris is out, although I don't expect that. Uh, Boston Scott is potentially in a very smash play. Uh, He might be the only guy there. And then uh, Darnell Mooney, one touch. As I said earlier in the episode, Hollywood Brown has been sick, so I wouldn't touch that. Van Jefferson's a little questioning. Ayuk's kind of an interesting one because he could give a big game, especially... Getting some reps with Trey Lance, but on those big throws. But I mean, honestly, I think he's pretty set with where he has to go. Um, I'm the what nine point projected favorite or so, eight point projected favorite. Um, I can see a path to my victory, but honestly, what scares me is Stafford, Montgomery, and then the combination of Brown and Jefferson and Lockett, I guess. Um, I think this is going to be a hard tooth and nail fought battle. I think it's going to be really close. Uh, But I'm going to congratulate Clay on his win, uh, ghosting me from uh, my dynasty hopes. Uh, The only thing I'm happy about is I didn't trade out of a win this year. Um, If you listen to this show in the past or you've been a part of our dynasty league, I mean, you know that I traded away the win in the first second season, first season, the first season to Chris and just traded away basically with giving away CMC before he broke out into eliteness and trading for Kareem Hunt who broke out into jailness or at least suspensionness. Um, And then trading away the Lamar Jackson before Lamar Jackson had his one good year and giving that one to the, one of the other Chris's or dan i don't know no i think it's sold him to dan or something or mike but um yeah it was mike but without with had i not had him the quarterback with uh watson getting hurt was my mm-hmm. own or dak getting hurt was my only linchpin there so uh it was nice to make the championship rather than go out in the semis this year but uh here we are, man. So, congrats Clay, you you were the champion a 100%. I uh, wish nothing but the best for you in your championshipness. And uh it was, a, it was a good showing. I thought we had a good battle, so uh congrats and again, thank you to everyone on a wonderful season uh both leagues. Uh I think we're going to try to get a show post our matchup with me and Clay which we'll also probably discuss some of the potential changes coming up next season. We'll have a a more actually like changes only episode, but, um, We'll probably just throw out a couple things in the ether for people to digest and kind of get the the conversation going. And then we'll probably pick apart the league a little bit this season and see how the uh, the league actually did compared to where we thought they would have been. So uh, Hopefully we can get Clay on board with that and do that because I think that will be a fun show. I always enjoy having other people on here. But uh, as always, I, I'm enjoying and glad you guys came along for this ride. That is the Football Gurus podcast and the 21 fantasy football season. So, thank you for stopping by. And good luck in any matchups you have in these leagues or outside of them. Or any daily fantasy football you may play. Gotta make that money. And as a dejected man watched half a Michigan get destroyed by Georgia's I expected game... Uh, I'm just going to Sulk my head in that loss and this upcoming Dynasty matchup loss And uh, try to get some sleep Before I get on the ambulance tomorrow So as always Remember people goodies never say die